Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings and welcome. In the last episode, we spoke about the cost of following Jesus. Inspired by my book, The Bride of Jesus, the book is available on Amazon.com, both in hard copy and Kindle edition. The Bride of Jesus is a discourse on the relationship between Jesus and the church. The last episode encouraged us to let go of certain things and be prepared for the persecution that comes with being a follower of Jesus. We are no longer offering sacrifices of bulls and goats, but we now present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. It is not a nice thing to sacrifice children of God. It is not an easy thing to let go of the things that we are used to, the things that have brought us some satisfaction. It is also not easy to be a target simply because of your faith. Yet that is the life of a believer. It is costly to follow Christ. In this episode, we look at the positive side of following Jesus, the benefit of following. When Jesus saved me, I was already a grown-up person, married and settled. Letting go of some little foxes was worth it. However, Jesus saved me at the right time, praise the Lord. I had a sickly child, I've shared this story before, who was sick from birth. Without Jesus, we could not handle the challenges in front of us. I grew up in a religious background but was then lost in the world. I did not know how to pray. I knew the scriptures, but did not know the power of the word. Like those Paul referred to in the letter to Timothy, those who have some form of godliness but deny its power. I could argue on biblical concept, but was unable to face the Lord and petition him on issues that I was facing. In the year that I got born again, my daughter was healed from the sicknesses that harassed her from birth, praise the Lord. It was not I, but the Lord, that had begun a good thing in our lives. I did not immediately know how to pray, but it was a journey of retaliation against the devil and standing my ground and driving the enemy away. My friend and her husband held my hand in this journey. I bless God for them. The Lord had knocked and I opened and let him in, and he began to teach me through his word, also using the servants of God and brethren around me. The word that I knew became flesh and dwelt inside of me. I began to live and move and have my being in him. At first, I called him often with each episode, even in the middle of the night. Then I slowly gained boldness to wrestle on my own with the power of God within me. Praise the name of the living God. I learned to pray to God and see victory. I learned to petition God, crying out to him. I learned about the power of God, his miracles, The things that Jesus taught and did. It did not end up with praying for my daughter only. I even went out to pray for the sick in the hospital. The devil that was harassing us was now being harassed by she who had been found by Jesus. Praise the name of the living God. 
That is the church that Jesus came to establish. A bride that is mature and full of power. A bride moves out of her father's house and moves with her husband. He takes on the responsibility of care for his wife. When you are in the devil's house, your dependency is on the devil's schemes and lies. He promises you things that looks good and you fall for it whilst it leads you to destruction. But when you move in with God, he takes the responsibility for your safety and even your provision. A bride would normally not be chasing things that threaten her unless her husband is afraid of confronting danger. A woman is not as strong as a man physically, so it is expected that the husband will fight for her safety. A bride does not call her father for every little issue she faces. As she is handed over, she becomes her husband's responsibility. The disciples stopped their work, businesses, and left their homes to go up and down in Israel with Jesus. They were probably admired for their closeness with the Lord, so much so that some people came to them and asked, we wish to see Jesus. Today, some people follow their prophets around, wishing just to catch a glimpse of them, to talk to them and have them talk back, to have their hands laid on them. Imagine how powerful the disciples were just by association. The unfortunate thing was that Jesus was limited by time and space. He could only be with the people at a certain place and time. The Lord Jesus is as a husband to the church, and the church is his bride. What can she expect? The first thing is teaching. Yes, teaching. Jesus came to establish his kingdom on earth. As king, he ensured that his subjects, the disciples, were taught about this kingdom first and foremost. He taught them how to live in his kingdom, how to love one another, to care and forgive one another. He taught them about the blessings in the kingdom and taught them how to pray. Take, for example, the issue of blessing. In the Old Testament, the blessing was given parallel to the curses that followed disobedience. Jesus came and spoke a blessing through and through. He came and became a curse for us by hanging on the tree, wiping off the curses, praise the Lord. You are not cursed, child of God, simply because you have lost a loved one. He taught the disciples that. You are blessed when you mourn because you shall be comforted. Now, you do not look for a reason for the death of your loved one, but you ought to receive the comfort of the Lord. When you are mourning, it is an opportunity for the comfort of the Lord. He taught them also, you are blessed when you are a peacemaker. If you remember, the violent battles that David fought became an issue when he wanted to build a house for the Lord. God said he had shed too much blood. Therefore, his son would build the house of the Lord. Jesus was teaching the disciples about the new dispensation, the one of peace with one another, the one of loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Where Israel would fight against their brother Judah, Jesus now says, forgive your brother 70 times 7 in one day. As a bride, when she enters her new home, she is taught of the culture of the family, what is done, what is proper, even the praise name of the family, especially in the African culture, so did Jesus. He taught them about the kingdom. What is it that we do as kingdom citizens? What is that we can expect as kingdom citizens? What is expected of us as kingdom citizens? One of the best teachings Jesus gave his disciples was how to pray, praise the Lord. Jesus himself spent a lot of time in prayer. One time he went to the mountain and when he came down, he found that the disciples had tried to cast out a demon from a young boy and failed. 
and he cast it out. He was fresh from prayer and he was teaching them that you need to pray. He said, these kinds cannot come out except by prayer. He who is taught how to fish is better than the one who is given fish. Jesus taught his disciples the kind of life they had to live on earth whilst waiting for his return. Praise the Lord. The kingdom of heaven is like this. He spoke in parables. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like a tree. The kingdom of heaven is like a master that went on a long journey. So many things that he taught them through parables. As a husband teaching his wife, let Jesus teach you. The second thing that the followers of Jesus Christ get is provision. The disciples left their fishing boats and followed Jesus. He had the responsibility of seeing to it that they were fed. A woman that leaves her father's house where there was provision goes to her husband's house where there should also be provision. A man that is ready to take a wife should be ready to provide for his wife. Praise the Lord. When the disciples and the followers were together listening to Jesus teaching them, they were all hungry. The disciples wanted to send the people away and Jesus said, feed them. With what, Lord? We only have a few loaves of bread and fish. What can we offer this multitude? Feed them with what you have. What can this little do for such a number of people? Bring it here. Father, bless this food and bless these people and feed them. He prayed. And boom, the loaves and fish multiplied. Praise the name of the living God. People ate and they were filled. They even had leftovers from food that was not enough. Our problem is not that God cannot feed us, children of God, but is that we cannot trust him enough to provide for us. At times, we wait for God to rain down manna from heaven, and God uses different ways of provision. Some people will tell of stories where they had no ability, nor even a plan of what they were going to eat, and someone would knock right on time to bring them groceries. At times, God shows us what we have and can use for our provision, but at times we get stuck in our own ideas. Elisha was served food by ravens daily. Elisha was provided for by the Shunammite woman. Jesus fed the people. The earlier church was moved by the Holy Spirit so much that they fed one another, selling their possessions and bringing the proceeds to the apostles. You cannot just do such a foolish thing unless it is the Lord leading you. Their joy was in everyone's provision than selfishly eating whilst others were hungry. If you were to think that God has nothing to do with your provision, think again. The job that you have can be gone tomorrow. The business that you have can come crumbling down. The parents who are feeding you can die tomorrow, leaving a pile of debt. Your financial situation can change in a split second. My last graduation was a work of God. My gown was paid for. Transport was paid for. My photos were paid for. and accommodation was paid for. I was unemployed and broke and graduating for a PhD. I was an emotional wreck for weeks before graduation. I love graduations. They are a big deal for me. All the hard work coming to that moment down that stage, praise the Lord. God would not want me to sit at home and miss it and be miserable. He did not give me all the money I needed for other things, but provided for what mattered the most at that point in time. He will do the same for you, child of God. Jesus provided even the money for the tax that was due from him and Peter through a fish. Would you trust Jesus to provide just as a woman trusts her husband for provision, child of God? I mean, the responsible kind of a husband. 
let Jesus feed you. Let him show you the way of making money. Let him lead you to your job. Let him open the doors for you. The third thing we have when we follow Jesus is the name. When you work around politicians, you will know that the people in the office of a politician uses the name of that politician to get things done. When someone comes and says, the president says you must do this, prepare that or go somewhere, you obey because of the name that is used. The president may not even be there. He may not even know you by name. He may not even have met you. But the use of his name is sufficient to get people to follow instructions. Of course, some do name dropping to misuse the name of the one in authority. In essence, a name that has power is used by more people than the said person. The people to whom he gives authority to use his name also have authority to speak in his name. Jesus, the King of Kings, has a name that is highly exalted by the Father. A name above all other names. Praise the name of the King of Kings. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What a powerful name. When Jesus left earth and went to heaven, the disciples did not have the pleasure of his physical presence, but they had his name. Jesus said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. You'll heal the sick and raise the dead. If you ask anything in my name, my father will give it to you. Praise the name of Jesus. And when Jesus left, Peter had the opportunity of using the name of Jesus. He first preached to thousands of people when they were praying in the upper room and they started making noise and people noticed these people who were speaking in different tongues, the tongues that they were not known to them before. 3,000 men asked, what shall we do? And Peter told them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you, repent, be baptized. Every one of you, this is for you and your children. Be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just the name. Just the name. The second time Peter used the name of Jesus is when he went up to the temple together with John. And a young man, lame from birth, asked for alms. Peter offered him something better. Healing in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. The men arose and jumped and praised Jesus. The apostles were arrested and told not to speak in this name. But they told the authorities, we will obey God, not men. They had found it. It was working. The name of Jesus was sufficient to shake the earth, praise the Lord. You and I, child of God, are given the same name of Jesus. To pray in his name. To ask in this name of Jesus. To speak in this name of Jesus. And see Jesus honoring his name. Name drop, child of God. Name drop. Speak that name. Speak it. You are a child of God. You are called by his name. Name drop, child of God. Anytime you get a chance, say it in the name of Jesus. Tell the enemy about Jesus and what he has done for you. Tell the enemy to leave in the name of Jesus. Tell your situation about Jesus and what he says in his word. The name of Jesus worked for the apostles and it is working for us today. Those that follow Jesus have the benefit of using his name. Name drop, child of God. Jesus, he is our Lord. The last thing that I want to talk about is the power and the authority. There are many benefits of following Jesus. We cannot even exhaust them. Jesus gave us not just his name only, but authority and power. He said in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power, Holy Spirit. Child of God, 
you have power to tell a demon, get out of here. That power is within you. The Holy Spirit is within us, working mighty miracle signs and wonders. Paul, having held a log with a snake on it when they were shipwrecked, he just shook the snake and it fell into the fire. Snakes are not that kind to people disturbing them in their natural habitat. They will bite you in a split second. But Paul had the benefit of the risen Christ dwelling inside of him. He had the power. The Bible doesn't tell us that he prayed. He just shook the snake and it fell into the fire and died. There was the power of God working in him, causing the snake not to bite him. The kingdom of God is not of eating and drinking, but it is of power, child of God. And yet power that is unused remain there, unused. There is so much that we have when we follow Jesus. There is so much that is available for us when we follow Jesus. Jesus' followers were known wherever they went. People said, those that turned the world upside down have come here. They turned the world upside down. When they met up with a girl that was demon-possessed who was making money for her masters, they cast that devil out and she was freed and they chased them out of that place. When they came and found a man that was sick, they healed him. When they went and found Dorcas who had died, Peter raised her from the dead. When a young man fell from the top floor and died, Paul went down and raised him. There is no other way. Those that follow Jesus must turn the world upside down. If we truly follow Jesus, we ought to do the things that he did and those done by the disciples in the early church. Miracles are normal in the kingdom of God. Miracles are normal in the kingdom of God. Healing is the children's bread. Provision is our portion. Our God owns the silver and the gold. When you follow him, be sure to tap into that food. Be sure to tap into that gold. Be sure to tap into that silver. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Be sure to get a few cattle for yourself. When you are his child, be sure to get everything that the Lord has provided for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. We follow the one that suffered for us. We follow the one that went to the cross for us. We follow the one that was beaten and striped for us. Follow Jesus and see him doing amazing things through you. He will do it if only you believe. Believe him, child of God. Work out your salvation with trembling as you follow Jesus. Amazing things shall happen. May the Lord lead you. May you follow him. May you follow him because he is Lord over your life. Salvation is not just about going to heaven, but it is also about following Jesus right here on earth as he establishes his kingdom. His kingdom citizens are representing him here on this earth. You cannot follow Jesus and live like the world. You have to follow him and do the things that he did. You have received the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The Lord is with you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you were blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to Amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the Word of God your anchor.